0: Guys, you are listening to We Radio with your co-hosts, Bishar and Ergul, the one and only me.
1: Yes. We were having a little bit of technical difficulties. Well, I think maybe we thought we were having technical difficulties. Maybe we were just absolutely fine, Bushra. Yes, I think that's, that's, that's the case. <laughs> Regardless, let's continue on with our show. We have a fantastic program outlined today. I'm so, so excited for what we've got lined up. Yes. Um, we have a very special guest here today. In our studio, um, someone I've been following on Instagram for quite some time, and you know, it's there's Miss a little stalker. bit of not you know, <laughs> <laughs> look, I, we're, I'm following her, so I don't think that counts as okay, stalking fine. <laughs> and, um, and she's someone that I genuinely aspire um, I, I really admire everything that um, she does on social media, and I. She's also a fellow colleague. I mean, we've <laughs> never worked together, but um, <clears throat> she's also a teacher. So I'm so excited for all that she's going to bring to the table today, and I think our listeners can gain a lot of um, interesting insights as well. We have Sultanat Bora. Welcome. Hi, salam everybody. Welcome, salam. Welcome. Yes, what a great introduction that was,
0: uh, Bishra. Absolutely, really, really lovely to meet you. Um, and you're also. Uh, a well like a daughter of a well-known um, community <laughs> representative of ours that I just found out as
2: well from yeah. the Uyghur community yeah yes. so That's, yes yeah so my dad is Al mm-hmm. um and he is from the Uyghur community mm-hmm. and he's quite active yes, yes. Mashallah. mashallah his whole yes. life in fact he has been very active i mean we speak and we see a lot of activism these days yes. and he's somebody who you know throughout my life as you know from being a child i've seen him being active in the community and speaking out for you know the rights of urus and um just genuinely being somebody who's um helpful and always working for the community that's amazing um, so that's, that's inspirational well, i that's take
0: my hat out to anybody that does that these days it's like you're it's giving hard. out from your it's hard work personal, definitely personal time <laughs> and you know um effort and yes uh sometimes it, you know not just con- time costs you money but you know and you just give it from the heart and yeah. you just you know
2: good on him yeah my dad yeah. is definitely one of those people yes <laughs>
1: definitely so given that we're also on a community community radio um program here we're all about serving the community as well so taking I'm um, if i had a hat on i'd totally take <laughs> my hat off to him <laughs> but, but to you, dad. yeah that's fantastic that's really good so shout out
0: to him Yep. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, really lovely to have you. Which is on topic. We're going to talk about homeschooling today. Bishra's put together an amazing show as she does every week. And on it's top a team of us, effort. oh no, no, come on, we know who waves the flag here more, more than anyone in the team. Daria couldn't be with us today, and also sends her love. Um, so we'll does Kibra. You, Derea,
1: blah. Yes. So does
0: Kibra with the amazing questions. We have got a great team behind us, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Whether you're uh, driving home or listening to us while you're cooking my dinner, that I'm going to come and eat at your house. <laughs> (laughs) after the radio show. (laughs) Only joking, there's COVID, we're not allowed. Oh, actually, we
1: are. Yeah, the restrictions have eased off significantly. I know.
0: And speaking of that, how amazing has it been, um, you know, seeing a bit more liveliness around? Yes. Maybe is it because we're out that we see it? Possibly. Actually, I have to take that back because I've been out You've the whole time. You've been working time. at home. <laughs> i worked throughout. No, well, on and off from home and out, out and about. So I have been out there on the road quite a bit and um, we, we're deemed as an essential supplier. So, yes, we were working throughout. Um, but, no, definitely more cars on the road, more people on the streets and seeing people, um, you know, going into the coffee shops and um, or even the restaurants um, is actually kind of um, makes you feel a bit more like Wow, it, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Definitely. We've found it. It might be a
1: bit far, but we're getting there, aren't yes. we? Yes, yes, we certainly are. Yes. And it's also, I think gratitude is so important Absolutely. during these times as well. And you come to appreciate what you once took for granted, such exactly. as strolling into a cafe and ordering a coffee, praying at the mosque.
0: Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. What a Ramadan we had. It oh was like so. Um, Different this mm. year, like not being able to go to the mosque, and I'm seeing a lot of um, you know messages and uh, social media chats, and also a lot of um, you know notices about going back to the mosques. Obviously, there there are heavy restrictions as there should be. I mean, going back to school has been interesting for many. Um, many schools are, you know, in fact, measuring um, the temperature of the children, um, you know, throughout the day or on the way to school or. Upon arrival to school to make sure that um, you know they're adhering to you know not having that little fever that could mm. you know potentially be because there has been a couple of schools that have um, closed, closed down. down because of the virus uh, yes it's still there guys even though the restrictions have um, eased off, off. please yeah, it's, be it's wary a- um, I have to say that I walked into the to the studio and miss um, clean freak here. <laughs> I think she's emptied this bottle of PinoClean. Clean. breathing in PinoClean. Clean.
1: sharing that on air. If I don't die from COVID, I'm going to die from PinoClean over there. No, don't share that on air. I
0: know. I had to. But you know what? I don't think this table has been as shiny um, for a very long time. Well, actually since last Tuesday.
1: At least now now you've got the, you're you're safe and you don't have to worry about being Exactly.
0: She's wiped down the mic, the headphones, everything. I was so worried. I thought she was going to wipe me down for a minute. (laughs) But yes. (laughs)
1: Making our way back into (laughs) the topic of discussion for today We are going to talk about homeschooling with Sultana today And we're going to talk about that with her for the next hour But before we do, has there been any updates or anything like that that you'd like to raise And to bring to our listeners' attention, Ergulabla? Updates? Not really Life is just normal Life is normal?
0: No, it's not normal, actually. If I... Don't get me started an hour, what won't be enough. Is normal? No, nothing's ever normal <laughs> with my life anyway. But no, look, you know what? No updates. I guess just, um, you know, life, as I mentioned earlier, going back to normal is feels good. Um uh, trying to stay positive to everybody. That's what I would say. I know a lot of people have changed uh, jobs. A lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people are still unemployed. A lot of people are looking for work. Um, guys, it, it is going to get better. It's You're not alone. Um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, Turkish... Uh, speaking of um, maybe updates, I could quickly mention that there was a lot of stranded Turkish students here in Australia from, you know, obviously come to Australia to study and they have been uh, left in... The lurch. No money, nowhere to stay. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I, I I should just rephrase that. They were here and working, and a lot of people are like, well, if they didn't have money, why were they in Australia? They come here on a specific visa. They're allowed to work certain hours a week, which you know they were making their way over. But unfortunately, most of them work in hospitality, and yes, that industry just yeah. um, went downhill yeah. very quickly. So they ended up you know unemployed. So the Turkish community, I must take my hat out, um, has done amazing. Our mosque um, actually elif which kitchen. is Redfern mosque yes retroford mosque I have to mention and shout out to Elif's kitchen um, with obviously the generous donations of uh, all of our community uh, cooked for 30 days every night at iftar and the students came and picked up their meals um, from the mosque which was just absolutely amazing um, such an incredible <coughs> initiative absolutely because um, you know it's it, you know it, and they, they there were certain restaurants and I think AGS Turkish restaurant was one of them where um, the students could go in pop a meal look you know what it's just a meal it makes it you would think about it and say you know what is a meal going to make a difference if they've kept that ten dollars in their pocket mm. throughout this time if it's been able to help them or assist them you know god bless them all and everybody who has um contributed towards that yes. and it's um delicious cooking if you're following her on instagram you would have seen She's exactly what was on the cook, menu every I single know. night <laughs> So yeah, that's pretty much it. I know Ramadan was a couple of weeks ago now, but before we know it, we were celebrating Qurban, and I'm really, really hoping that by that time, life is back to normal. <laughs> I don't think if it ever. I would miss
1: go back Come on, we're still in civilization. Yeah, but I just miss people. And exactly, just, you know. I just know. the whole jazz that I comes know. along with socia- socializing.
0: Exactly. Well, the norm, I think, for, for most parents is going to be going back to school because overnight, as we know, everybody became <laughs> teachers. Was. Yes. And yes. the amount of social media that I posted, especially that Minions giggling. Have you watched that little Minions? Um, I have to. We should share it on Oh, approach. the Zoom one, the, the, where the little minion is giggling at the other one for like literally that. ten minutes. Because it's like um, the t- one was a teacher and one was the parent, and the parents, um, the teacher's laughing at the parents, saying "Ha ha, you know, <laughs> see what we've gone through." Um, yes, overnight, everybody was expected to understand um, their year two students' um, maths lessons and try to teach them that at home,
1: or even maybe year seven or year ten. As well I've got I've, I've heard of so much feedback regarding this and yes. parents having to juggle their own yep. work, work and their own commitments and their own day like on the day responsibilities alongside their making yep. sure that their students and um, their students their, their, well, <laughs> <to> kids, <laughs> they were their students their kids are educated and obtaining a quality education, which is so much pressure on a parent, right? Absolutely, like they're not, um, the patients,
0: I mean, I have to say before we get into the whole homeschooling subject, I have to say my kids are like grown up now and also all, but when just doing homework, which is the lesson that they've learned throughout the school exactly. and coming home and trying to give them the attention to detail to make sure that they got their homework done mm-hmm. and trying to understand, you know, something that you learnt probably like you know somewhat years Q- ago oh, right. uh, and trying to remember how to do that and then you've got them doing that at home. I just thought it was yes definitely a lot of pressure on parents especially if they don't you know some probably did, were from non-English speaking backgrounds and didn't understand and they were expected to do all this work overnight and then come back and present it so, I really um, take my hat appreciate off Appreciate teachers. I think a lot yes. of
1: people are beginning, or well, if you hadn't already appreciated a teacher, let's just put that out yes. there because there's a lot of parents and um, individuals who do appreciate what teachers do on exactly. the daily. But those who may have undermined the responsibility and the role of a teacher in their child's education has now, I assume, would have changed their opinion significantly throughout the pandemic. Absolutely. So. Let's let's talk yeah. about homeschooling. So this is like oh a no, perfect no, segue like in our, <laughs> into so our topic. Uh, I have
0: to say, so yeah. there's two types of homeschooling. I guess let's just make this clear for the the um, for our listeners because okay. homeschooling, obviously, ho- um, school went online or homeschooling throughout mm. the pandemic, which mm. was just you know the it's last couple of months. learning, distance, distance learning. learning, not particularly homeschooling, homeschooling. But mm. yours is homeschooling. homeschooling. Yes. So so you've your. Home, your home, you're a teacher. Let's let's talk yeah, about, so about Sultanat <laughs> yes, right from the
1: beginning. Can we yes. get
2: a little bit about you? Sure. Okay. All right.
0: So, for our listeners who don't know.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, am not actually Turkish. (laughs) I'm of Uyghur and Uzbek background. I was born in Adelaide, Australia. Um, but I have three kids that I, um, I'm homeschooling and I have been homeschooling my eldest for the past three years or so. So she's eight now. And my middle one is five and my youngest one is three. So they, they are very close in age and I feel like I'm just coming out of the woods in terms of the baby phases. And, um, it's definitely a different phase. Um, but, yes, yeah, so a bit about myself. I um, have a background in teaching. So, I was a high school English teacher nice. at a private Muslim school. <laughs> and that was about seven years ago, eight years ago, um, and I... How yeah. long did you do that for? I, I was teaching for about three years, right. so not a very long time, simply because I had my first year of teaching, and then in my second year of teaching, I was expecting my first. So by the end of the year, I kind of had to get out of there. Yeah. So it's
1: been a transition <laughs> to, for yeah, you.
2: Yeah, so then I had my baby, and then I came back the year after, mm-hmm. and I came back for a full year um, of full-time teaching, and then I quit. Why why did you quit? Oh, so many reasons, and it obviously it does relate to homeschooling. Mm -hmm. But the 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 primary reason was because I wanted to be my child's primary caregiver, right? Right? I I really wanted to be present. I wanted to be present in her life because she was, and I'm very and forever grateful for my mother-in-law and my own mother who you know looked after her, and the fact that we had a childcare on on campus as well. because the, like, I was breastfeeding and, mm-hmm. and things like that, but it just felt like she was going to a lot of different places to right. get care and she was now approaching you know, the age of two, she was getting older and I just, yeah, exactly. And I wanted to give her more consistency in her upbringing, I guess. And I just wanted to be there for her. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't want to miss out on that. Um, and then, you know, also, you know, hoping somewhere down the line that I would have another child, just kind of seeing the inevitable path. Do you know what I mean? And just getting in on there beforehand. But I think that that is one of the, the biggest reasons. But the, the secondary reason, which um, has so, now so led beautiful. me onto this path of homeschooling, yeah, yeah is because um, as much as I loved teaching and as much as I and I think it was very rewarding in terms of, you know, that privilege of being able to nurture um a young a youth right because I was a, I was generally like a senior high school teacher um, and just I think the nature of the subject English as well is that you're delving into a lot of topics right it's yeah. it's discussing the world around you it's emotions you know like humanity topics right um, and you get to see these children grow and develop and you get to nurture them and you become like an important part of their lives right um, but the flip side to that was that the system within which we were working was not conducive to me nurturing them in a way that would bring out the best in the child right not just the syllabus i mean the syllabus is a whole monster <laughs> and i'm not going to bore you with discussions about the syllabus cuz you're all going to switch off <laughs> i won't but no, well you can, she's a teacher guy sitting oh, in front stop of me being <laughs> such a nerd there lady but Red i'm talking cool. i'm talking about i'm talking about the culture of private schooling yeah. right public schooling is a whole other beast but if we, if we're talking about my own experiential knowledge right the fact that i experienced a private school i went to a private muslim school school as a student as well I went to a public school so I've seen both, both of them um, but the the academic culture and just just the systematic approach of, you know, an independent private school I felt just wasn't conducive to nurturing a child to the best, to their best potential, right? Which is our, our duty and our responsibility as teachers, mm-hmm. is that we take the role of nurturers. And I felt like in an English class of fifty minutes, whatever I was trying to put into place would disappear when they went to the next math class you know to the teacher that they couldn't get along with Mm -hmm. who or who just had a different approach to teaching especially like in primary school you get more access to the kids Mm -hmm. you get longer access to them you're with them five days a week you're generally like the primary teacher right Mm -hmm. in high school it's very different you lose them right in after fifty minutes, and they go off to six other teachers, exactly, right. <laughs> with six different personalities, with six different approaches to teaching, and there's always a personality clash. There's always there's always something going on, and that doesn't even factor in all the things that the child is going through at home.
1: Can I ask? You, yeah. Did you do any form of research, or did you? Was this something that was? What what prompted you to really um, look into this? Seriously consider Yeah, seriously, because yeah, there was it definitely a lot of research. <laughs> yeah, because it sounds great, yeah, and a yeah. lot of parents are like, "Hey, that sounds amazing. Let's try it." But you know, actually, most that, people say I'm crazy. <laughs> really, look, I've heard yeah. recently, especially, it's just become such a phenomenon where yeah, everybody yeah. is just changed. really has, trying to jump changed. on the
2: bandwagon. It has changed recently, and I think that there's there's a couple of reasons for that, and. And one of the reasons for that is what I'm talking about here in terms of the culture of teaching, the way that we view students and children, not just students. They're not just students. They're children. They're whole beings, right? Thank and you. We don't see them as a holistic yes. person anymore. Yes. We just see them as a student with a grade and who has to meet certain performance expectations. Thank
1: you. I, I'm By, on the same way yeah. <laughs> completely. Yes. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, but where and, – and the the other side to that is where were these standards created from? Who created these standards and to what purpose and intent were these standards created? And, you know, a lot of it is not... We live in a a society which claims to be, you know, research-based and backed up by research. But the educational standards that we put on our kids are not backed up by research. And that's that's ludicrous, right? Especially the ATAR. Especially... The ATAR don't even get me started yeah. on standardized <laughs> testing guys yeah i don't
1: like standardized testing either yeah. but i'm just gonna keep yeah. my I'm, mm. I'm no we'll get
2: there school, let's get let's into let's it
1: <laughs> maybe we could have yeah. this debate off air yeah yeah
2: so i mean yes there was a lot of research but also i had a friend who was old, who's who was all old, older than me who had children who are older than me she okay. was homeschooling and i was fascinated you know i was like tell me more like what how do you do it
1: fascinated you
2: um like, how do you get the the nerve to do it? And right. one of the questions I remember asking her, I went over to her house one day and I wanted to look at her setup and her books and I wanted to see it in action. And, she, and I said to her, she's like, what is your biggest fear about homeschooling? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I don't know everything. I'm a high school teacher trained in English and history and government and international relations, but that's not going to help my kindergartner one day. Mm, so I, I don't good. have a primary school teaching background either. And a lot of people say this to me, they're like, well, you're already a teacher. Teaching is natural to, natural you. to you. Yeah, but I'm not a primary school teacher. And coming down to that level, you um, are you high school or yeah, primary high school? Completely different yep. worlds, right? Mm. Um, and I was like, I just, I don't know everything. I don't know the content. I don't know geography and history and science. And mm. I just, how am I supposed to teach them all of this when I don't know? It? And she said, let me ask you a question. Would you send your child into the same system that you came out of not knowing anything from? Wow. And I just, it just hit me mm. like a ton of bricks. I was just like, beep, 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 <laughs> 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 So for <laughs> you know? So then yeah. you
0: decided. So did your child go to any school at all no. when you started? So
2: from scratch. So I've started from scratch, which is a lot easier. Does so? There's no transition. No transition. Right? So yeah. they haven't seen a school. School. That's right. So
0: does it? I have. I always. It fascinates me that yes, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of factors into it. Obviously, you must be able to afford it to be able to stay home. You're not a working. Yeah. you know, that's so, a big you know, privilege. It's a big it's, definitely. You know, that's that's privilege, thing. right there. Second mm. thing is that one thing that I I do, which kind of I don't know, I'm like not against it but really worries me is that um what about your um children's social skills i was just going to say yes. that
1: because that's also really yeah. important it's to me because as well like, i mean like Their your child doesn't have this is the
2: question that i get the All most the time. Yes. flat out so the most so, so let me let me talk to you about yeah. this <laughs> let me paint a picture for you right um you have children obviously yes. um yep. so the thing about socialization yep. and the, the the misconception about socialization is that i mean where do children learn appropriate socialization from where do they where is it modeled for them right first of all at home Mm -hmm. and then what we do is when they turn four sometimes three right we send them to preschool Mm -hmm. we send them to kindergarten with other three-year-olds with other four-year-olds who guess what don't know how to socialize correctly they're still learning right and then we send them to school and they're all bunched up into one classroom 30 of them six-year-olds Six-year-old boys. Do you know anything about six-year-old boys? (laughs) Do you know anything about five-year-old girls these days? And sometimes they have complexes about what they look like and devices and all these crazy things that are happening at a younger and younger age that are becoming issues of bullying, right? These kids, in any context, at any point in history, do not know the correct socialization. They don't. So where where does socialization come from? It comes from modeling. By who? An, an older figure right someone who is older someone who knows how to socialize who knows the the tropes the cultural appropriate ways culturally appropriate ways of socializing with someone and treating someone with respect and dignity and holding space for them yes. right so I, 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 so if you look at my yeah. children just sorry to, yeah. to get in no. there if you look at my children um my eight-year-old personality is a big part Mm -hmm. of a child and how social they can be even if a child goes to school it doesn't mean that they are socialized it doesn't mean that they have social skills that they have good healthy social skills Mm. right and if you go to a family event like a barbecue like this is a great example of it how many of them come to you and greet you as an adult in the in the proper way Mm. how many of them can sit with you and have a conversation with you hold a conversation with you How many of them can treat their peers or their cousins or their friends in a way that is respectful and kind and generous?
1: You're raising some really great points.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they're great points. And the only way they can learn this is by interacting with people of different ages, different cultural backgrounds. I see where you're going with this. So what does homeschooling afford? Homeschooling forces my eight-year-old to be patient with her five-year-old and her three-year-old sibling. Mm -hmm. It forces her to learn to hold space for them, right? And to understand what a five-year-old is like. Sure, she gets annoyed by them. She tells me, she, she would make up a story about, she made up a story yesterday. She, we, were, we were doing story time. They were, they were taking turns telling me stories because I'm constantly reading to them. And I'm like, look, guys, I'm tired. You tell me a story. <laughs> and she the story she made up, guys, was about, uh, you know, princesses who had a younger sister and younger brother, and the mother was expecting another sibling, and they were uncertain about it right and she's like because they're annoying (laughs) because they're because she's eight right she gets annoyed but what is it teaching her it's teaching her that the world doesn't revolve around her that sometimes she needs to put herself aside to like i said come down to the level of her five-year-old and what does the five-year-old learn the appropriate way to behave from her eight-year-old sister who was extremely social who was extremely outgoing right so it's these levels of modeling that homeschooling affords right and then that doesn't even take into account going into community I was just going to ask you (laughs) so
1: how do you find or have you ever observed um your your children mingle with their peers with their
2: equals okay so I mean we homeschooling you know isn't just at home guys (laughs) we take them to extracurricular activities just like any other parent who sends their kids to school does they i mean back before coronavirus obviously since then everything's been cancelled which they're devastated about but they went to swimming they went to gymnastics which is in a group setting with children of their own age Um, my eldest goes to like an Quran class on saturday mornings which is four hours right and she's in classes with kids and girls her own age
0: okay so she has got a bit of a a classroom yeah definitely definitely you have to
2: afford them Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. extracurricular avenues to socialize and engage in a group setting Mm -hmm. right and the homeschooling the Muslim home because there is a Muslim homeschooling community Mm -hmm. they organize you know book clubs and picnic picnics and events where the children can also see each other Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah they're 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 fine You guys, my kid. I I feel like there's this weird conception of homeschoolers as being the pasty kid in the corner (laughs) who's too scared to like wave at someone or even look up at someone. Like, you know, it really isn't like that. And it's one of the biggest, I I, I give credence to you asking me that, but it's one of the biggest misconceptions about homeschooling. That's why
1: it's good to have you, (laughs) I mean, clear out those misconceptions that... People might have because where we are also where we're we're learning from you because obviously I'm a teacher Mm. and I teach in a typical classroom setting Mm. and um, I I value education and I think that regardless of where your child is um, where where, where you are educating or where you choose to educate your child I mean essentially um, you know there's, there's so much that you can really add to it. I
2: think, I think part of the problem, and I think this is why a lot of people jump to the socialisation, it's, it's, it's one part of looking at homeschooling as a very alternative way of teaching. Yeah. It's not mainstream at all. Mm. And it just, to some mothers and to some fathers, it seems ludicrous. It seems so against the grain that how could you want to do it? And surely it must harm the child. Right. Um, Even though it is gaining traction now, even though, and and Australia is nowhere near somewhere like the US or the UK in terms of homeschooling history, right? But I feel like it is gaining traction now. And there's many reasons for that. And the reason for that is because there's a systemic problem. And a lot of parents, and and it's not just like, oh, my kid's struggling in school, therefore I'm privileged enough to pull them out and teach them myself. I'm sure there are instances like that. But there are genuine problems with the way that we view children and the way that we think that children should be raised and the way that we educate children. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of parents are experiencing that firsthand and they're saying, yeah, there's something wrong here. Because usually what's the script? The script is if a child is struggling in school, there's a problem with the child, not the system. Teachers, and and we learn this, when you study your masters in teaching or your bachelors or whatever, what do they say is the best teaching practitioner? It's the reflective one. They say that the best teacher is the reflective practitioner. Why? Because they they teach in the classroom, then they come home, or they evaluate, how did my teaching go today? What can i do better what can i do differently what should i change we don't have that anymore what we have now is this and this is not the teacher's fault i'm and this is why i'm saying it's a systemic problem right because if we start to blame teachers then it places an unfair burden on them and the reason is because they're being unfairly burdened by a system that's broken (laughs) it's true like you're bogged down by paperwork and it's not a It's not even paperwork anymore, it's all digital now. I know. (laughs) (laughs) If I had to go back into work now and I quit seven years ago, I'd have to learn how to use Moodle and all this stuff. I'd have to be retrained. In five years, it's changed that much. So much,
1: much exactly. And you know, like now. my last
2: year of teaching, I was still ticking off roles, the role book.
1: Really? Oh my god! Yeah,
2: crazy, right?
1: Yes. I have so many questions. I know, so do I.
0: But should we break for a little yes, song? Yes. Go for break it. For it. <laughs> for <our> song guys. <laughs> yeah, I have a request, a special request for uh, from far, far away, from Turkey, actually. Um, <laughs> this song uh, is. Uh, Requested by my mother in law. How oh, sweet. <laughs> What's know. your
1: mother in law's name? Uh Yuksen. So, yes. Okay, Yuksen Tizim Zigas and all So this is for um I'm going to say Yuxed Auntie Yuxed, <laughs> just as a
0: direct translation. Yes, she's requested a song because uh, I was on my way here FaceTiming hubby and she, I'm like I'm on the way to the radio. Oh that's sweet. Running that's late sweet. as usual.
1: So, that's yeah. so, no. Let's You're listen here. to some you Zara, will we? We're breaking the rules Brilliant. Again. Okay, so we've got Zara, San Olasun Urgub, exactly. And you are listening to We Radio with your co-hosts Bishra and Adgud. It is the 2nd of June and it's 5.34. We will be right back guys. No, no, no. Station sponsor
3: Kekula Jewelry multiple award-winning luxury European jewelry store has the best designs at reasonable prices. Come visit us at SHOP 2 Station Road Auburn or visit our online store kickedjewelry.com.au
1: Two Triple O's station sponsor.
0: Sydney Foot Surgery is run by podiatric surgeons specialising in reconstructive foot and ankle surgery in Sydney. With over 20 years experience, we are committed to delivering superior clinical outcomes and a positive patient experience through best available care and technology. To make an appointment with Dr. Hi-Dot-O's John, call 9362 8838
1: Two station sponsor.
0: Have you been to Gozlammy King lately? We started our journey 20 years ago and now have nine locations across New South Wales, being Liverpool, Bankstown, Rhodes, Hurstville, Macquarie, Darling Harbour, Top Ride, City Central and Blacktown. We not only make the best Gozleme in Sydney, we also offer homemade desserts, rice pudding, kazandibi and our signature dessert, kinefe. Franchising opportunities available. Email us on franchising at gozlammyking.com.au
3: to Triple
1: O's station sponsor. Want to give the gift of the land down under? Yes! Yes. Head to Kopul Souvenirs for all your Australian gifts. Shop 218 Paddy's Market Haymarket. Mention this ad for a 10% discount.
0: And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is We Radio on Tuesday, the second of June. Oh my God!
1: With your co-hosts, me
0: and me. Everybody knows who I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's Argun, and uh, we also have our uh, Sultanat yeah uh what a beautiful name i have to thank mention. you <laughs> yes um very meaningful thank isn't you it? Very yes meaningful. It is. yes it's
2: heavy it feels heavy sometimes really
0: <laughs> sultanate, sultanate. <laughs> sultanate. <laughs> what does it mean in english for our uh, listeners
2: it's it means like a, a kingdom like you kingdom. know how when they say yes. the sultanate yes. of you know yes. of a particular country yes yeah, yeah. so it's a kingdom yeah. We have, Heavy.
0: We have the, <laughs> a lot. We have um, responsibility with the name that comes along with the The, name. the kingdom of homeschooling with us today.
1: <laughs> I love what you've been it doing like two weeks coming. in a row. Honestly. You're so you so young. Yes. So tell me. We were I
0: was curious and we were still talking off air mm, and didn't mm. realise that um the ads were over. But mm. um I we we were just mentioning so can you tell tell me and our listeners, um mm. Sultanat, about your kids. What does your day look like? Obviously yep. mums that have you know rush their kids there's the morning rush breakfast mm. brush your teeth off you mm. go to school and then come home after school so what does a typical day at home look like for you from homeschooling
2: yep. okay well there's no morning rush guys <laughs> <laughs> So, does your kids stay in their pajamas all day? No. no. <laughs> do you have well, a there are, No, no, no. Gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, there are some days where, like, if they just want to hang out in their PJs for a while, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they're free to do that, right? But I find that it's healthy mm-hmm. to get dressed. <laughs> Me as well. I love that. And it's very I tempting so... to just lounge around in your, your bathrobe, Absolutely. especially in winter. Yes. Yeah, um, so but important. you need to get yourself in. It's like working from home, right? Absolutely. Like, and, and this is an interesting thing that I just stumbled on. You need to see homeschooling as your work, mm. right? Because if you don't get into that mindset, then it becomes very um, unstructured. And, and I guess the unschoolers would go into that way. So the way that our homeschooling looks like, well the kids are up by like 6.37 mm-hmm. and then I generally give them like an hour just to ease into the day. Mm-hmm. I don't Put any expectations on them. I don't tell them they need to do this. The only thing that they need to do because they know it's their responsibility is like get dressed, make your bed, wash your face. Do you know what I mean? Like all that normal stuff. Yeah, yeah. That that. But that's a responsibility. That's just known now right but in terms of like you know get straight into homeschooling that doesn't happen okay. i let them ease into the day in their own way um in the meantime i'm like preparing breakfast and easing myself into the day <laughs> and then um sometimes they'll help me make breakfast right oh sometimes i will just make you really
1: hands-on get cereal yeah. Yeah. it needs to be hands-on you know, like that. homeschooling
2: like I know that we keep going off topic, but like um, one of the things I'm really passionate about is organic learning opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Natural learning opportunities, not staged, mm-hmm. right? Um, because, and I think one of the questions I had was like, how do you separate being a teacher and a mum? I don't. This was my question. I don't. Yes. There is no separation between a teacher and between being a teacher and a mother because you, as a parent, are your child's first teacher
0: and teaching them from
2: the moment from birth. birth. From birth, you the first are their thing teacher. Yes. Yeah. I, I really and even if you mindset. send them to school, yeah. even if you send them to school, you don't just outsource your child, guys.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tick them all off. Get the tutors, get the really good and classes, all sport, just. Pay for it, outsource it. Like when your child comes home, you still need to engage with your child. You still need to connect with your child. The source of the fountain of knowledge needs to be you for a long time yet Mm -hmm. until they're teenagers and then all the disillusionment gets chucked out the window and they see you as a human being. (laughs) Until then, you are perfect and you should maintain that kind of relationship with your child to continually teach them something right small things big things major things life life things right and i guess um this is why there's no separation for me my role as a mother is a nurturer and a teacher all bundled up in one and that's what makes it easy they, they're not like, oh now she's the teacher. So do so they, they call off? you
0: Miss No, Mrs. no, it's no. mum. It's mum. always, uh, it's anne. anne. You know, my
2: kids yeah. are half Uyghur. My husband's Turkish, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm just anne, you know, anne. all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of working on that relationship, right, mm-hmm. of closeness and, yeah. and connection. And that's, that's kind of crucial. Like the, establishing connection precedes everything. Mm-hmm. Academic learning, none of that precedes connection with my child. Right and that's and you know talking about benefits of homeschooling this is the greatest benefit of homeschooling mm-hmm. is you have <clears throat> so many more years to nurture this connection with your child in a way that's it's it's not perfect, guys. We struggle, mm. right? Of course. Of course you, yeah, of but course. the fact of the matter is that you always come back to this safe space. Mm-hmm. And one of the things my daughter said yesterday, because my mum was like quizzing her, she's like, do you want to go to school? How are you feeling about homeschooling? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, grandmothers. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I love you, mum. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just confusing her a little and making her think outside the... it's, her, her answer was really interesting because she was like, I want to go to school because friends, but I want to stay home because it's comfortable.
1: Oh wow!
2: And that was profound for me, Mm. right? Um, Wow, she's eight, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, So um, that's 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 number one for us. And
0: and, she she doesn't
1: security is so so important. Comfortable, as Mm. in.
0: In what way, though? Comfortable because she doesn't have to make the effort to go out of her way to go to school, or comfortable because she's comfortable
2: with the learning. Like, yeah, I think like I it? think it's I think it's the the atmosphere yeah. and the environment. Mm-hmm. Safe yeah, space. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if we continue talking about what the day looks like, um, we follow a Steiner. Um, philosophy mm-hmm. and the Waldorf Steiner philosophy um, is very heavily focused on creating rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not an unschooler, okay, let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> an unschooler basically just follows the child, and mm-hmm. there's no structure, it's just whatever the child wants to do, they're free to do that. And that there's 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 validity that's, in that as that's well. That's
1: the Montessori.
2: No, Montessori is very different as well. Mm-hmm. Montessori is so 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 Steiner and Montessori. Some people think they're very similar, no, but they're not actually the Steiner.
1: different. What I meant was mm. following the child. Following the, the child more is more Montessori, Montessori. Montessori. Yes, mm-hmm. that's Montessori right. Approach. But
2: unschooling is more radical than that. Right. even more radical than yeah. that. Wow. Um, but so so Steiner is it, it it's it's kind of give and take. It's it's follow the child, but who is the the role model? It's the parent or the teacher, right? I really love Mm. how
1: you're using the the terminology role model as opposed Mm. to who's the authoritative figure or who is... Yeah, you well, know, I it's, mean, it's so I mean we, can, we
2: can even start, we can talk about like auth- authoritarian parenting, authoritative parenting and permissive parenting. And Steiner is smack bang in the middle of authoritative, which is very different to authoritarian. But okay, so just getting back to rhythm, right? It's, there's a heavy focus on creating rhythm throughout the day, which helps the child understand like predictability and routine, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so the day is like we have breakfast and then straight after breakfast, my eldest does piano practice. And then we do something called circle time. Okay, which is a very big Steiner thing as well, where we sit down with all of them. So the biggest question that I get on like my Instagram is how do you manage all the different ages? Because like it's a big range, right? Eight, five and three and the youngest is a boy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they all sit down together and we sing songs. That's so sweet. And the songs are accompanied by actions. Okay. And you can see my son going like this and going like this and touching the ground. So it's basically... there's a lot of movement involved throughout the day as yeah. well so we do circle time and it's a time where we will sing songs there's a lot of seasonal songs and poetry <laughs> um and um this is when we do like turkish flashcards. oh um, wow so
1: you've got languages yes definitely we involved we as try well. to get language and in how, there as well. how often is that
2: that's every day every yeah, day so we do turkish we have like a, it's either a story A Turkish story which we repeat the same story every day for a week okay okay and then we do activities based on that Um, and then maybe my children will pick up vocab from it or they'll draw a picture right showing their understanding of it depending on their level Um, yeah so so the circle time is kind of like story song movement so can I ask
1: you um, just for the purpose of learning because we've Mm. got different age groups do you differentiate the learning based on age group and ability i do
2: i do because um we take a developmental approach right right? so steiner is very much about um meeting the child where they're at Mm. okay Uh, and there's a lot of research on like the phase that children are at and i was just telling um (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) um about um that we take a delayed academics approach which basically means that we don't do formal reading and writing until they're seven years old and there's a couple of reasons for that but the first reason is that it's grounded in Sunnah okay so um, there's a hadith where the Prophet Wasallam said that the child is a master for the first seven years and then the slave for the next seven years and then the friend for the next seven years and then you let them go right so what does that mean basically um, and and it there's obviously you know just discussion about what this means but the very quick summary of it is that for the first seven years you play with your child. Mm -hmm. You're gentle with your child. If they're the master it doesn't mean that you don't teach them and you don't discipline them but it has to be done in a gentle way Mm -hmm. because the child is new in the world. They don't know anything. They don't know cause and effect. If you look into developmental research studies about a child's brain from zero to seven, they don't know cause and effect. They can't understand that if they chuck a cup to the wall it's going to smash. They learn by doing it and what do we do we lash out we get angry how can you not know that well they don't know that (laughs) right so so it's and, and then you play with them for zero to seven right and there's important processes happening in their body as well for the first seven years and when they hit seven things switch and it's so interesting right because it says that one of the signs for teaching them to read is when the first tooth falls out oh wow yeah because that's a sign do you know why because the baby tooth are falling out Wow. They're losing their baby teeth. Yeah. And you know when you when you study science what happens every 7 years your body completely regenerates its cells. That's by incredible. the 7th year. And so because they've hit this different phase now they're ready. When well, it's around that time some kids could be 8 some might might be 6. You have to look at your child, read the signs. And I feel like we don't know our kids anymore. Mm. We just don't know kids anymore. And there's a lot of reasons for that, right? A lot of us You know, these days, and this is a sheer generalization, is that we go to school, we we go to university, or some kind of other educational institution. We enter the workforce. We're We're having kids later, right? We're we're having careers first, and we generally are not surrounded by young children. You know, our mothers don't have, we don't have young siblings. Our siblings are close in age; they're all at the same phase as us. So then we get married and we have kids, and we're like, what the hell? We freak out. Right? We don't know we haven't touched a baby. it's like this alien creature screaming in bright purple, and we have to keep it alive and we're like, "Help, and we can't wait to cut them off to school because we just don't know children, yeah. right We've lost that knowledge, and back in the day, it was a village, right Babies were passed from around the old ones were expected to look after little ones the The older you became, you became an auntie, and you looked after the other babies. You were intimate with this knowledge. we don't have that anymore. And and it all ties into the way that we educate and nurture our children because we don't know these phases. We don't even know this that it comes from our own tradition, yeah. right? Let's put Steiner aside. It comes from our own tradition. and Our own, you know, the ultimate teacher has taught us this, okay. and we we don't follow it anymore. Mm. And I think that's it's it can be um, disconcerting. Um, but also easy because the solutions are there. That's right. Well, <laughs> I know?
1: just I'm really mesmerized by your passion. You <laughs> yes. can really feel it and see it. Can't exactly. You? But
0: after uh, as I'm listening to Sultanate here, I'm just trying to picture like some of my girlfriends or even myself. Mm. I mean, to if I would have ever considered homeschooling, mm. you know, it sounds amazing and everything, but um, I guess it's probably you know you've probably ticked 10 times more boxes than anybody out there would because you've studied teaching now going back to the parents and Mm, you know mm. how all parents became you know um teachers overnight it was like yeah. um and they were I, I can tell you now probably um 9 out of the 10 that i've spoken to has like thank god the schools are back open Here you go <laughs> uh, can, you can know go to <laughs> in Center, whatever you want here's my child teach yeah, them yeah. and yeah. don't send them home homework because i can't yeah. deal with it yeah. anymore yeah. and but but listening to you and Mm -hmm. I guess Mm -hmm. you know your philosophy of 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 it all it's Mm -hmm. um you know yes it's it's it is very interesting and very you know as you said mesmerizing Mm -hmm. and your passion with it it's like amazing but um yeah, I, look, is it I, for
2: everybody? I see I see what you're saying. And I, I don't I don't pretend to be disconnected mm-hmm. from reality. Yeah. And I don't want to yes, I'm passionate, yes, I'm spewing out all this yeah. seemingly amazing, amazing stuff. But the fact is I'm here after seven years of being on this journey. Yes. And it that's very different from someone who just isn't in this space right and the other thing is that no it's not for everybody it's just Mm. not and and we were discussing before you know would you ever send your child to school if the situation called for i would because we can't be dogmatic in this life right like we need to be flexible we Mm. need to respond to change at the moment you know i'm really grateful for the fact that i have the privilege to do this and let's be honest it's a privilege right um that my husband is able to provide for all of us mm-hmm. and that we can live off one income because it's expensive to homeschool. Absolutely. And I'm not going to lie, like, you are trying to build up resources that a school has funding for, guys. Yes. Exactly. And libraries are shut now. Yes. We can't even borrow books anymore. Mm. And in Australia, we don't have a big or like a good co op system. Yeah. In the US, they have co ops, mm. which is where there is a group which has a budget and you can use the budget to purchase resources. Once you're done with the resources, it goes back to the pool mm. and someone else can take it. Oh, no. We don't have that here. We don't even have funding for homeschooling parents. I can't even go to Centrelink, right? Mm. It's like, so this is, there's, there's a lot of issues in Australia with yeah. funding. And yeah. let's not even get into the way that they fund schools. Mm. This is like a homeschooling parent parents, like right at the end of the line of funding. Mm. And yet we need it. We're educating your citizens as well. Mm where's That's the okay. funding for us Absolutely. but in terms of capability can everybody do it no mm. and there are days where i question
1: whether i can do it anymore <laughs> i want to ask you that as well so how do you yeah. just recoup and you know f- yeah get back yeah take some time out mm. for yourself and really just reflect because even me during in a day <laughs> i i find it so hard to find because i'm a reflect a very reflective person yeah. mm. and my start and end time in terms of mm. working it, it's quite rigid my, mm-hmm. my, I have a set yeah. structure and I'm sure you do as well yeah. but yeah. you know how do you take a step back and really just disconnect or
2: it's hard it's I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it mm. homeschooling in a lot of ways is not for the faint-hearted the rewards are innumerable and extremely rewarding but it's a lot of self-sacrifice. I mean, yeah, it's a, I mean I'm foregoing career and, you know, um, all of those things, personal development in terms of my career and what I could be doing in that space. Um, and that's a conscious choice that I've just made, right? Um, and I, that's not for everyone, and I mm. recognize that. Um, how do I recoup? I, you need support. Mm. You need support systems. You can't homeschool on your own. Do you, do right? you have But a- there are single parents out there mm-hmm. who homeschool right so and you've got connection we do we, we've got yeah i mean yeah i have friends who homeschool mm-hmm. and you reach out to them and yeah. you word vomit and you're like oh i can't do this anymore right <laughs> uh, help take my child but like your, your husband is your yeah. n- he needs to support you in homeschooling Absolutely. if you and your husband aren't on the same page like it forget it yeah. right like you need to work on him if he doesn't want his kids to be homeschooled that's going to be I hard can i ask you so when mm. you
1: first told him about this mm. what was his response
2: he was no, my husband was pretty on board okay. and I think that came out of seeing me as a teacher mm. and hearing everything I was going through, yeah. all the issues that I was having mm-hmm. um, with being a teacher and the concern that I had for my students, what wasn't being given to them and he, it was a journey for him as well, so it was very easy for him. Um, extended family is a different topic, um, but like I said, everything is a journey and things take time and you need to be patient with people as well, right? It's a big decision yeah. too because
0: you've mm. studied all these years to become mm. a teacher and yeah. then you've just pretty much <laughs> given it away. I mean, that was your passion. That's why yeah. you wanted yeah. to be But one, it
2: wasn't so. working for me because yeah. I saw the problem with the system. And I, f- I was feeling frustrated. I had a one-year-old. I could have mm. continued teaching until I fell pregnant with my second, yep. continued teaching until she was ready yep. to come out into the world. But exactly. I was feeling um, restricted in that system because there were things that I wanted to do there were things that I really wanted to do with my students and changes that I wanted to put in place that just were being met with brick walls Fair you know and um, you know part of this is because you know our children change constantly yeah children are not static beings you know they're constantly changing but school doesn't constantly change no,
1: in absolutely. fact as they
2: continue in high school school gets more regimented <laughs>
1: And right. creativity is lost. Exactly. Exactly.
0: There's no space for it. Exactly. I have a really quick question before yes. I know we're running out of time. <laughs> yes. this this we have talk till the sun comes down. Topic. By the way, the sun has yeah. gone down. But anyway, a <laughs> uh, question um, hmm. What about excursions? Do you take yep. your kids on we to excursions?
2: We do. We do. So we do. Um, obviously, we can't do museums and yep. stuff like that anymore, but mm-hmm. we do bushwalking. Okay. We do a lot of bushwalking. So last year, we did a whole year of bushwalking program mm-hmm. at St. Ives Wild wildflower garden yeah. they have a homeschooling program mm-hmm. and it's bushwalking oh, wow. um, but we've continued that this year and just last week we went twice in one week because we're doing a fungi study okay. and we wanted to do fungi spotting so this is the best thing about homeschooling is that it's all real world experience yeah. knowledge right like they're out in the field I can take them any time they're observing mushrooms they're testing their boundaries okay. in terms of going bushwalking in a scary rainforest <laughs> okay. right um yeah so definitely that you happens often
0: and also obviously Another thing that schools have that you probably I don't know is there such such a thing as the homeschooling network? Do they have um, sports? Do they get Mm -hmm. to play? um, What's it called when? Like, like mixed uh, sports, sports carnivals. Like yeah, they carnivals. do. Competitive yeah. Sports. yeah, they
2: do. They organise all of that. So oh, there's, so you, yeah, they there's would go to a sports carnival. They or a can if you, you choose to send them to, to send that. Them. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. Yep. So it's up to the all those structures
2: are there okay. if you choose to engage in that. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Wow.
1: We're, it's five fifty nine. Wow. Oh <laughs> I, I don't it even is. know where the time has. It's blown. Blown exactly. And there's just so much.
0: We only had one song. The whole two songs. The whole show. Well, thank you so much, Saltonut, for coming out. Okay. We we should really get Saltonut on. Yes. <laughs> definitely. And part I mean, 2 talk guys more <laughs> about this because we've run out of time thank yep. you for having me it, was, no. it
2: truly was a pleasure i was anxious i'm not going to lie no, but you no. guys made me